Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and we will get to why I sound like this in a little bit. Uh, But here to help me, because I am not feeling at 100% in my role of bullying Bradley, uh, I have invited a guest on to join us today. Uh, Other person here to bully Bradley, you want to introduce yourself? (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Chris from uh, Dark Side Divas and Marvelous Divas. Welcome on. Chris and I uh, were just at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim which is our topic for conversation today. Uh, I attended all four days of the con. Chris was there for Sunday. Before we dive into some of exclusives, I just want to ask, Chris, what was your overall impression of the convention? Uh, I mean, it was my first celebration, right? So I, at, at my, my initial impression was the content was great, watching people come together and not seeing each other for a couple of years was awesome. Uh, seeing people I recognize was cool. It was badly disorganized. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, yes. But that's my initial impression. Um, by the way, uh, Bradley, yeah. uh, I haven't been on this show since you've been on with you in a while. Oh, yes. I yeah. was waiting for this. And I, I, I kind of want to go back to that episode you did with my co-host, Steph, and the, let me see again, where, where's my list? And I, <laughs> 19, 19 mentions of me. Not that I was counting. Oh my goodness. This That's is where I get to take a break. Uh, so I'm going to be over here drinking my water. Um, no, I mean, oh, I mean, let's be, let's be real. Steph was the one, Steph was the, per, was the person, the perpetrator of the whole right. situation, but you two mm. bitches did not fucking help. Excuse me. I am well aware of the brand of both <laughs> shows. My, my job as a co-host is to inflame conflict and violence. I see. So you're you're the Darth Vader of this of the podcast. Is what you're saying? I I I am. I am. <laughs> I just throw me right into the mix, and I will just go snapping some necks. That's hilarious. Well, uh, for for those of you li- for your listeners who do not know, um, I do not like to talk out of turn, especially when it comes to being very critical about stuff. But in this case, I'm not talking out of turn. I have a background in event management. I have worked on some events that are much bigger than Celebration, such as South by Southwest. So I have a educated opinion or educated perspective on running conventions and events like this. So okay. if I sound very critical, that's why. Yes, Christmas. Sometimes we have these moments where things just align. Because like I can give my perspective on Celebration as somebody who was just there and like, buried in the guts of the convention hall for four mm-hmm. days uh and and you know chris can approach it maybe he wasn't there as long as i was but he has the background this was something chris you and i were talking about over the weekend some of the pros and cons just from an event management standpoint bradley wasn't fucking there <laughs> and left, it turns out that may have been the healthiest choice yeah yes it turns out <laughs> it turns out bradley may have been the smart one if you if you guys uh if our listeners did not know this already uh, i did document most of it over on our tiktok so i'm not gonna go into like the nitty-gritty of what i saw every single day one that's incredibly boring that's just me talking uh mm. which i love 
but no one else does. Yes. Uh, but it, it also is also <laughs> on the ground. I love Bradley's like, yeah, that's boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Bradley's like, oh, God, I have to edit this bitch down again. <laughs> but you can see a lot of my thoughts over a lot of the minor things that I saw. Like, I'm not going to get into the Lego panel. I'm not going to get the High Republic panel, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to talk about the experience of being in the room during some of these things. So, like, getting to see the Obi-Wan Kenobi premiere in person... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I attended the red carpet premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Bradley. <laughs> the red one of us premiere. does his job. Wait, wasn't the red carpet premiere the one that was in like the UK? No, no, it was this was straight up the red carpet premiere. Like the cast and crew was there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, but they it's more cool. like they put they they threw out some like random red mats and put up some like plastic back poster. It wasn't like <laughs> that's true. It was it was not that important. We were all distracted by the costumes, which let's be fair, Chris, you did see the costumes on day four. They were very, very pretty costumes. Uh, They were amazing costumes. I was beyond, I I was blown away by the cosplaying. And, you know, I haven't done that many of these nerd conventions before, but I, I saw some amazing work and I was just totally impressed. Yeah. I I mean, I was talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi costumes that they had out front but yeah let's actually talk about the cosplay <laughs> that too because holy fucking shit y'all star wars fa- here's the thing right i'm gonna i'm gonna get on my soapbox a little bit so my boyfriend attended on on day three with me if you ran into me on day three you have met my boyfriend brian can be from pink milk can attest to the fact my boyfriend is a real person to exist uh, i thought that was a bit we were doing that is not a bit we were doing. He is a real person. Oh, now I get it. And he was he was like, um, the cosplay here is not quite what I was expecting because uh, he's used to anime conventions and he's mm. used to these like gaudy, like Goku cosplays. And I'm having to grab him and be like, no, honey, this is a screen accurate stormtrooper. <laughs> Do you realize how impressive the details on this are, you little motherfucker? No, I guess he's, was he was he expecting costumes with like 400 tentacles and people would have to hold up the train in the back or something? <laughs> I I think so. I think he was expecting more of those. And I'm <sighs> like the the impressiveness of Star Wars cosplayers is not having the gaudiest costume. It's having really accurate costumes. Mm-hmm. It's in the details. Like there were did you get to see i don't think chris you got to see any of the high republic cosplayers i saw them on twitter i i was so looking forward to that didn't happen that didn't materialize i, I miss i was i missed it by a day so yeah they did the the meetup on saturday no no friday yeah, it was, i think it was saturday because that's when i saw oh. at least that's when i saw the pictures on twitter posted so here's the thing i woke up went to the convention, came home, went to sleep, and I did this for four days in a row. And then then I added going to the bar after uh, on on some of those days. And why did you do that, Charles? Like, who who said you should go to show up to a bar some, after? Some terrible person was like, oh, God, you're having just a, such a stressful time. Uh, let's sneak away to this small, isolated bar where you don't have to deal with people and you can sit to the corner and stay out of the way uh some terrible person convinced me to do this yeah yeah well 
Mm-hmm. But, but you have no regrets doing it, right? I so. have none. I have. Yeah. I have none. Those uh, those banana daiquiris were a plus. Oh my no. god! Yeah. It was uh, it was nice for it to be in Anaheim because it it is a place that I know I'm relatively familiar with. Chris, you're very familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the general area around it. Much helpful than if I had tried to do like Celebration London or Orlando as my first celebration ever. I yeah, I saw that they moved the next year's to like England or whatever. It's like why? next year's in London. Uh, yeah. and and Bradley, um, how's your passport? Uh, <laughs> dusty because it ain't going nowhere. Well, dust that bitch off, motherfucker. <laughs> I I uh I am gonna skip. I, I I'm going to skip. I just first of all I I we I mean, we haven't talked about this yet. I still think COVID's going to be a thing. The UK is notoriously far more restrictive on travel when yeah. there are bad waves. And uh, by the way, April is still very cold in the UK, so there's going to be some COVID. And yeah. also, oh yeah, there's kind of these wars happening right now <laughs> in that continent nearby. I just I was I was surprised it wasn't Orlando. Uh, honestly, yeah. I was genuinely shocked when they said London as well. Mm-hmm. Genuinely shocked when they said London. Orlando so does it might move? have. It moves like around. Year? It moves around. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go depending on like life situations. Right. I I may not be able to, but yeah. They, they move it around. I feel like Orlando might have been the first choice. And then for various current events, uh, they may have decided to move it over to London instead. Yeah, since gay people aren't allowed in Florida anymore, it says, but basically half the convention, <laughs> That's apparently. That's exactly yeah. why they did. Half the, <laughs> yep, half, half the convention center wouldn't be able to come in. There's, can we talk about, I don't know if you noticed, Chris, uh, can we talk about how many hot people there were? Uh yeah, my my grinder and scruff was lit up. It was very nice. Crazy, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> genuinely shocked. I was That's walking. Hilarious. I was walking by like, oh, damn. Yeah, I was. I was not expecting this degree of hot people. Uh, there, oh, but in fa- in fairness though, uh, half about half the hot people needed to keep the costume on. That you is. Know? That is. I would okay. Yeah, yeah, I would give yeah. it that. <laughs> I would give it that. I mean, like, half, half the people that were going to be Mando, I'm like, you're going to have to keep the mask on at least. Uh-uh. The, mm, yeah. th- there yeah. were some who were dressed as Mando who did look a lot like Pedro Pascal. It was insane. It, yeah, it, like, underneath, they took off the helmet and they went the extra mile to, like, get the facial hair and the, and the right. curly hair down, which that was nice. Um, I didn't mind that at all. That was very nice. I, I do want to circle back uh, because Chris, you know, I was obviously in the room for most everything that was a big reveal with the exception of Mando Plus. Uh, but then, Chris, you and I sat right next to each other during the Bad Batch. Uh, and both of us screamed at the trailer that they showed us. <laughs> so, I uh, to, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the the experience of like seeing exclusives of me sitting here having to text Bradley like, Oh yeah, they just showed us a Mando trailer casually. Right. Uh, it's it is definitely fun to be in the know. That was that was my favorite part of celebration, just being in the room with a bunch of people, and like 
if I were if I were at home and I saw a trailer where they mentioned some random clone character, I would cheer and my partner would be like, who's that? Whereas at Celebration, they mention a character and the entire room just erupts. You just get this wave of like excitement and energy. Mm-hmm. And it's unlike anything I could I, I could only relate it to like being at like a sporting event when your favorite team wins or at a drag show when everybody's just like so happy to have seen the performance they just did. It was out of control. Amazing. And that is something that is worth considering. If you want to go to celebration, that experience is definitely worth it. It's just that to be able to get into that room <laughs> and to sit there, uh, especially if you want to have like a guaranteed seat, that is it's a bit of an obstacle, but if you get in there, it's worth it. It's awesome. And I loved it. Uh, I, uh, and side note, the bad batch trailer was fucking awesome. So oh I, I am, yeah. I am beyond excited for that. Um, but I can only imagine what it must've been like to have seen the Ahsoka stuff and the Mandalorian stuff. It, it, it was incredible. I loved it. Yeah. I know that, um, for me, I, I'd noted a few times throughout the convention that it was, it was so bizarre to me the notion of simply sitting in a room with people who love star Wars and who are there because they love star Wars. And I I remember talking about some mood whiplash at some points where I would be in the room at some of these things. And then I would turn around and log into Twitter afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And that was a mistake, but the vibe of being in that room simultaneously, like, made me realize why I like making Star Wars content, mm. uh, but also made me realize why I am not fond of Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> because there was points where I was like, I, wa- I would watch a cool thing and then I'd log on to Twitter and I'd be like, y'all, the, the vibes are not aligned mm. between where we're at. The vibes are not here. I will say probably the coolest thing that I got to see was I got to see the Tales of the Jedi first episode. Like, oh, wow. Just the whole first episode. It's funny because uh, my boyfriend and I just kind of walked in uh, at the end of the back panel, uh, which I did feel bad about. This was before even a standby line had started. Uh, so we got decent seats for Tales of the Jedi. They weren't like great seats. Uh, we did get to see the end of a, an interesting panel beforehand. But getting to sit in that room... Like with him, he's not really that much of a Star Wars fan, but he was enraptured by Tales of the Jedi. Hmm. Like he thought this was one of the coolest things he's seen. And like, I'm sitting there losing my mind at like, we're getting young Dooku. We're getting like the scene from the Ahsoka novel realized in animation. Like what is happening here? Honestly, such a, and the animation, oh my God, the animation on Tales of the Jedi breathtaking interesting breathtaking legal is it like a uh, clone war style or is it completely it's different? clone wars it's clone mm-hmm. war style because you know it's dave filoni he does that right but it's it's so well realized in the details like i can just say the the older like tagruta matriarch the lines in her face and the age spots on her face and the detail that they've put into this character is stunning. Absolutely stunning. So it was awesome to get to see that in person and also see it with someone who wasn't really that much of a fan, but was like clearly just vibing with it, which was That's awesome. 
just a fun like reminder of oh yeah people like star wars sometimes yeah yeah you wouldn't know looking at social media these days right that people like star wars yeah (laughs) yeah shockingly uh people people like star wars uh i also do want to say that so (laughs) this is a bit funny bradley and i were texting back and forth about the bad batch trailer and we lasted i would say bradley probably about two or three hours before figuring out we were texting about different bad batch trailers yeah because okay that was one of those stuff i think okay because uh chris you brought this up you're talking about how like when people were like cheering for like a character's name drop or something like that and i was texting charles i think specifically i said something along the lines of like i think i just saw cody in that bad batch trailer like that was like randomly showed up for like a hot second like how how do they not like mention that and he's like what do you mean like yeah yeah he's like they've named they're like they talked about him they said his name and everything and i was like what are you talking about no they didn't and then i was like okay we were so confused here's the problem though bradley charles is a terrible listener (laughs) (laughs) because i said i literally said to him 30 minutes after we saw the trailer because i'm having a conversation with my co-host and she's like oh my god there's a fucking bad batch trailer is that cody and i was like of course it's cody and, and uh, I, wa- I went ahead and watched the trailer on Twitter, and I did notice that it was a lot shorter. And there were one or two scenes in the Twitter version that wasn't that we did not see, but we definitely saw a lot more. Y'all didn't get that cool. Like, in the trailer we saw, there was a moment where the, the, the screen blacked out, there's no light in the room, and you just hear Cross, uh, Crosshair saying, Commander Cody. And you would have thought, like... Uh, uh, a, a, a people explosion went off. Everybody just exploded and screamed. <laughs> I, I sat in that room for basically every major reveal. And the only time that the crowd lost their goddamn minds more than when they said the word Commander Cody <laughs> was when Hayden Christensen came on screen for the first time at the end of one of the Kenobi episodes. Gotcha. That was it. That was the only louder cheer in wow. the entire they they said it's like crosshair and he goes like Commander Cody. Gotcha. Literally could not hear the next three lines. Yeah, they they could, they replayed the trailer they had to again. They replay the trailer because people yeah. absolutely and like Palpatine and our version of the trailer was a reveal at the end uh-huh. and Chris, we were with um, one of Chris's lovely patrons, uh, who is a listener of mm-hmm. both uh, a, a listener of both Darkseid Divas and Gold Squadron. So she knew who we were, but all three of us like we're losing our minds at the Palpatine reveal. <laughs> at the end, of, we're like, "What? That's Omega and fucking Palpatine?" Yeah, I mean, like, and it was so dramatic how how they revealed it in the in the public version. It was it was just a brief moment where you yeah. saw Palpatine. Uh, so yeah, um, my girl Omega is in danger. <laughs> and, girl, girl, you in danger? Run, run, run! Just run, fucking run. Girl, so run. Uh, yeah, so, so definitely that was one of the big highlights of 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 celebration. Um, the other being uh, uh, seeing Dave Filoni. We we caught the tail very tail end of the Clone Wars. Uh, Mandalore siege uh, and 
and we got to see Dave Filoni talk about Ahsoka, and it was like going to Star Wars oh. Church. Um, <laughs> oh, and it was super, man. super cool. Um, so I, I, you know, if you've never been to a celebration before, definitely go. I don't know. I don't, you know, most a, a lot of the feedback online was this celebration was a lot more jam packed with reveals and debuts than others had been in the past, just because of this Disney Plus thing. They're able right. to do so much new content now. Um, but you know, maybe next time there will be a movie that they're going to talk about. I don't know. Well, and and another thing too that it's worth going to celebration for, and and I'm always like, you know, weigh up the risks, weigh up what you can reasonably do. Um, you know, we'll we'll get to some stuff in a minute. One thing that was really cool for me getting to go, and one of the reasons I was like, oh, I would love to go to this again. Uh, is it was just interesting to sit in the room with some of the creators and hear them talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Like Chris highlighted Dave Filoni, getting to hear Dave Filoni talk about Ahsoka. For me, it was getting to listen to Kevin Scott talk about Dooku Jedi Lost because I had never put together that Dooku Jedi Lost is an epistolary story being told in the style of Dracula, which is my favorite book of all time. So getting to listen to Cav talk about and you love the 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 movie, movie, right? You're a huge fan of the movie too. Oh, right? oh, I, I, I mean the 1930s <laughs> movie with uh, Bella Lugosi. Oh yeah, such a wonderful <laughs> classic movie. No other movies were made. So for context, listeners, if you are not a listener of of Dark Side Divas as well, uh, Chris and Steph both really love Bram Stoker's Dracula. I fucking hate that movie. Chris will now bring up at every opportunity just to annoy me. Absolutely. So that's what's going well, on because there. I'm an antagonistic person. So if you tell me, hey, Chris, this thing really annoys me. Guess what? You just like exposed yourself to me. It's and why I'm gonna... do you think I tell you these things? I don't know why you do, actually, because it seems to really hurt you. <laughs> uh, it does, but it generates that sweet, sweet content. And that's what the people are here for. OK, OK. No one comes oh. to podcasts to listen to people be nice to each other. Charles, didn't you say that you really liked the uh, the new Netflix version of Dracula too? You said it was like the like Emmy nominated like quality, like it was so good. All three hey. episodes. <laughs> hey, Bradley, you can't even read. <laughs> wow! Shut the fuck up. That's not what I heard. I heard he reads a lot, actually. Uh, he, he just isn't. He, he just does doesn't tell you a lot now. Yeah, he does yeah. read a lot. Yeah, he. He reads when he can use it to spite me. Right. I'm a closet reader. He's a closet yeah. reader. <laughs> uh, but I well, will I, say I, I, I spent I spent so much time with Charles and I'm literally now in the closet recording. So that's 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 what but it's I, done to me. I will say like it was very cool to listen to like Cav talk about the Duke of Jedi Lost audiobook and the process mm -hmm. they went through to writing it. Uh or it was cool to just like sit in the room with the High Republic authors. The Lego panel I really liked. Because it was it was really fun to sit there. Like they had some fun reveals. They revealed the BD One figure, uh, which I will of course be purchasing. Uh, they revealed the next Lego movie that Bradley and I are going to cover. Uh, but they also talked about some of the details of like what goes into like making these animations, what goes into like designing the sets. And I thought so. It's just fun to sit in a room and listen to people who make Star Wars talk about it. And like one thing that I didn't get to experience, but that uh, viewers at home would have seen on the live is they were constantly bringing out people. Like they were constantly just bringing people out onto this, this stage that was in Hall D. And Chris, mm -hmm. we walked by, 
who was it we walked by that was on the stage? Uh, D. Bradley Baker. He D. just Bradley randomly Baker. randomly came just out. Walked him out. They just walked yeah. D. Bradley Baker out. So oh. Chris and I got to listen to D. Bradley Baker do his his Bad Batch stuff for a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it would have been something if we could have walked by and seen like I don't know the the Hayden and Owen part or mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tron on stage. Like one of those moments would have been awesome to see. Ugh. You know, if they had a schedule, which the photos, they didn't. The uh, photos. Ugh. Yeah, that was one thing that I was like, I would have liked to have known when these people were going to be coming out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they. It, yeah, Very I clearly, think, you had a schedule. Christina Ariel fucking ran. Christina Ariel is a goddamn goddess. Like, let's yes. put that right out. She is a fucking consummate professional. She's incredible at her job because she hosted the High Republic panel. And at the time it took me to get from the High Republic panel down to the basement, Christina Ariel, in a fucking, like, gorgeous gown, had fucking ran from the third floor to the first floor Mm. to host an interview on that stage and live-streamed the rundown. (laughs) Like, I love this woman so much. She's so good at her job. But clearly there was a schedule because they made her run like that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to tell us when people were going to be coming out. Well, I mean, they even had a teleprompter set up with a full script, which I, I noticed. So that was and I, I looked at the app to see if like I missed something. Uh, and when it didn't crash, uh, there was no information there. They, they, I think they literally expected people to hang out at that stage for a very long time. Oh, yeah, clearly that was the design of it. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I spent a lot of time by that stage, but that's because the Pride Squadron booth was there, and it was a booth I kept checking in on regularly because cool stuff kept happening there. Shout out to yeah, Pride they, they Squadron really cool. that I didn't know existed until this right? weekend. Uh, but I made friends with some of them at the Obi-Wan Kenobi premiere. It was awesome. I met Alyssa Wong at that booth, and they signed... Uh, I have an autographed uh, thing that Alyssa Wong signed to me, which is the coolest thing. Uh, E.K. Johnston was there at one point. I did not get to meet her, uh, but generally just cool stuff happening. So shout out Pride Squadron. Uh, you guys ran a fantastic booth. The yeah, absolutely. Time. Absolutely. A plus. A plus. Uh, also, High Republic themed pronoun pens. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I do want to circle back because uh, we are now at the point where, where maybe we should bring up, Chris, some of the criticisms that we had of the way that SWCA was run. Uh, do you want to talk about your experience with the signage? Yeah. So, you know, me and my partner were trying to figure out where to start and we showed up before opening and there are all these signs pointing us to a particular area and Charles is like, okay, well, bear in mind, you need to go to a hall or whatever to be ready for the bad batch part. And I said, cool. But there were no signs for, for that. There were only signs for the apparently opposite end. So my partner and I, we walked all the way to the basement area, lined up. We were there for about 45 minutes until Charles deigned to show up. And all of a sudden, ah. Charles and Charles is like, uh, yeah, you're in the opposite, like literally the opposite side of the building. And so I had to rush. 
I had to rush out and meet meet Charles by the front fountain, and then he had to rush us back to where we were supposed to be. But when we were going back to the Bad Batch panel, there weren't there were no signs anywhere. There was nothing saying line up here. If you have a pass, go here. There was nothing, and I was very disappointed by that. Day one, when when I first arrived, because I got there on Thursday and I went through all this rigmarole so that that people like Chris and uh, his partner and my boyfriend didn't have to do this. But when I got there on like day one for the studio showcase, they literally would not tell you where the lineup was. You had to go and ask someone, where Mm -hmm. is the line to get into the celebration stage? And they would, they would ask you a bunch of questions or they would look at the email and then they would point you. And it was like around the side of the building. But when I first got there, there wasn't even signs to direct you down to Hall E, which was where they were lining everyone up for standby just to get into the convention, which was extremely not good. Uh, so the signage was confusing. They weren't yeah. telling anyone where they needed to go. And there was, there was there was really no excuse for that whatsoever. I go to Disneyland a lot. When I usually go, I stay at the Hilton, which is right next to the Anaheim Convention Center. And pre-COVID days, there would be a convention basically every other time I was there. And I have walked around that building when there is like a bigger convention. And there are signs every which way all over the place. So I literally don't understand why they decided to do what they did. It was just very strange. I don't know if it was because they weren't familiar with the building, though I find that hard to believe because the Anaheim Convention Center is one of the larger facilities in Southern California, and and I think the one of the more popular ones too. So I find it hard to believe that the company didn't didn't already think about all that stuff. They just didn't do it. Yeah, Reed Pop, like it, it's impossible to look at it and be like you didn't know where you were going to direct people because they had a floor plan laid out. It's just they weren't very clear about directing people to where the floor plans were. Yeah. They didn't do a good job of directing you to where you were. And some of it was confusing. Like, I got confused on the first day between Ballroom E and Hall E, which were two different things. Uh, The Mandalorian experience, I never fucking found it. Right. It was day four. I was with uh, Chris and... uh, Ashley and and the three of us had to have somebody like direct us to it. I mean, we couldn't get in because uh, by that point they had closed down the standby. But the whole weekend I've been like, oh, I'll wander around until I find if I bump into the Mandalorian. It was in a different building and there was like no indication of really where it was. So it was just really badly, confusingly laid out. Like as far as where everything actually was as far as it's just finding your fucking way around so the other yeah. thing is so let's talk about why i sound like this right now oh gosh because you may have noticed um, i sound a little bit rough listeners mm-hmm. and the reason i sound a little bit rough listeners is because i am on day three of having covid19 which i contracted at swca And part of the reason I contracted it is in large part due to the really, really bad way that Reed Pop was not 
enforcing their mask mandate or even trying to. Well, it's not even a bad way. They just didn't do it at all. Yeah, they just didn't fucking do it. Well, they didn't do it on day one. So day one, people figured out very quickly that they weren't going to have the manpower to enforce the mask mandate. So people were just taking the masks off. And uh, and, it, and they, the, pro- the process to check my vaccination card was on point. That part was really efficient. That part was fine. That part yeah. was fine. And I really appreciated that. But then the fact that they didn't do anything else calls that whole process into question. And we're right next door to Disneyland, which when they had a mask mandate, if you took your mask off in the middle of the ride, they shut the ride down. And they're like, and some speaker will come on, excuse me, you need to put your mask on. We're not going to start the ride up until you put your mask back on. Like, <laughs> I, I find it, I just, I, I was shocked by how badly yeah. that part of the event was. Oh, yeah. People figured out, like, day one that, and they were getting flack on Twitter, which, correct. Uh, correct. And then yeah. after that, they were, like, enforcing it to get into the panels. Like, if you went to a panel, but there were people, there were tons of people just walking around the convention floor without a mask. Uh, there were people walking, there were vendors. There were yeah. tons of vendors that didn't have masks on. And I'm seeing stuff from Fanime, which was happening the same weekend. Masks, that mask mandate is clearly being enforced because every video or photo I've seen from Fanime, people are wearing their masks. And SWCA, mm-hmm. it was a combination of Read Pop either didn't have the staff or they didn't have the priority to infect their own mask mandate or Star Wars fans in general felt like the mask mandate didn't apply to them. And I saw a lot of cosplayers around day two or three starting to just not bother. Very clearly the cosplay was put together with the intention that the person would not be wearing a mask. And I... I try to be nice and understanding on this show. Bradley, don't laugh. Bullshit. But but (laughs) I'm going to to get a little more direct than I like to and just say directly, if you felt the mask mandate didn't apply to you to the point you were like never wearing it at all in the building or you had a cosplay that like, relied on you not wearing a mask fuck you Mm. fuck you from the bottom of my i've been suffering for three days heart and i can hear people now oh charles you made the conscious choice to go to star wars celebration anaheim and you said you're not surprised at all that you got covid yada 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 that is correct i did make that choice number one thinking there was going to be a mask mandate that was enforced by Reed Pop, And number two, having some f-ing damn faith in the other people in this stupid damn f-ing fandom to actually give a damn about other people. And I'm not saying like, if you took your mask off to say hello to your friends, I did that. If you took your mask off when you were outdoors, I'm not talking to you, right? If you're listening to this show, there's a good chance I'm not talking to you. But if you're the type of person who went day one, oh, they're not enforcing the mask mandate. Well, that shit's going in my pocket and staying in the hotel room for the next three days. Get f***ed, you damn I can't tell you how you feel about this, Charles. Can you uh Oh, is it not coming across? Yeah, wait, can you elaborate a little bit more? <laughs> is it not being actively 
still quite unsure of uh, uh, your feelings. I am. That's okay. I am not happy. I'm not a very sympathetic person, obviously. So (laughs) clearly, clearly, no. I uh, I I needed to get that off my chest because yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in Reed Pop for not enforcing it properly or even trying, Mm. making their vendors do it. Uh, they could have exerted control over the vendors. That would have been a way to do it. Uh, pushing a little harder on the panels, uh, having people mastering the panels. Um, they could get ushers to walk up and down the aisle to make sure nobody had their cell phones out while things were playing, but they couldn't get somebody to check masks for people who were in the celebration stage. I was just about to say that. I was like, how do they prevent people from like recording? Because I was thinking about that when you were in one of the panels. And so I was like, why weren't you just filming it? Like, Literally, ushers will come to each and every aisle and walk yeah. up and down. So they have yeah. enough staff for that. Yeah, they have staff gotcha. for that, gotcha. but they don't have staff to check the mask mandate. Gotta protect that IP. And and the thing is, I know it's not me because literally that Monday, like a lot of people started testing. My working theory is I got an exposure on day one. Yeah. A lot of people You're started testing yeah. positive on Monday, which is a short incubation period, but it, it makes the most sense that a lot yeah. of us got exposed on Thursday. Absolutely. And it was uh, it, it didn't manifest <laughs> until Monday. But. Yeah, I. Uh, bottom line, I definitely wouldn't have gone if I knew that's how the mask mandate was going to be enforced, which is to say there was going to be no mask ma- mandate enforced. And I'm also <clears throat> just to kind of pile on pile on the ne- the negative train, uh, Charles. I'm also really disappointed with the by the amount of Star Wars content creators I know, at least I know via TikTok and podcasts and YouTube and all that kind of stuff that were weren't weren't wearing masks like i don't need i don't need a company to tell me to wear a mask in public it's just a it's just the safest thing to do for yourself and other people that's just a scientific fact so the fact that uh so many people just didn't think it, it applied to them you know i heard i saw people online say well i i i had a va- I, i've been vaccinated yeah bitch you were vaccinated like nine months ago because no one can get a booster shot right now unless it's- you're like 60 and older it's setting a bad example. And like I made sure, right, when I was recording the TikToks for the Gold Squadron account, I made 100% sure that that mask was hanging off of my face. So I would go over into a corner and I made sure that people could see that, yes, I pulled the mask down and stepped off to, to record this TikTok. But so everyone can see that mask is still on my face. And the second I'm done talking, that mask is going to go back on my face. And I do think that content, some of the content creators I saw, now there were some who were wearing masks, fantastic, A+. Uh, But there were some that I saw that were walking around on the convention floor too, unmasked, just casually. And I'm like, that's setting a really bad example Mm -hmm. for people. Yeah. So Bradley, don't you wish you could have come? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm going to be one of those cosplayers who just is like, well, Darth Maul doesn't wear masks. So. <laughs> I did see some cool ones that uh, incorporated masks into their design. Uh, yeah. I, I was going to say, was really if, you can, cool if you can do it creatively, I think that more power to that, because I think that's more of a, 
like that's, it's easy to like look like Ahsoka, but it's better. It's like, how creative can you be to look like Ahsoka if she wore a mask? Like, I want to know what that looks like, but still make it look cool, you know? Yeah, I yeah but also, some... but like also, this is Star Wars. Seventy-five percent of the characters wear fucking masks anyway. That's true. Just pick somebody who has their face covered. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but it it definitely did sour my experience a lot having you know contracted covid from swca you know in part because read pop wasn't enforcing the mask mandate and people just thought it didn't apply to them and it, it you know i came out of the convention feeling very positive i've come back to being positive now well, but yeah, for a day or two positive test bradley wow i fucking hate you <laughs> i hate you i hate you know what we know I you're can't... positive charles relax like <laughs> bradley i forgive you <laughs> the shade the shade i'm i i'm just waiting uh, uh as soon as as early as tomorrow i get to find out if i'm gonna get sick so that's gonna be fun listen if i've been exposed listeners uh i i need to be clear about something um Oh my! Because it it has been discussed why Chris and I are so mean to are, are Chris and I really that mean to each other? And the yes. answer is yes. Like <laughs> this is not a bit for Dark Side Divas and Gold Squadron gays. Like Chris and I, this is how we talk to each other. This is how we talk to each other when the mic isn't rolling. Well, I mean, I I I've swung back to being more positive about it. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, I, I knew the risks when I went. I wish Reed Pop had done a better job of managing the con. I wish Reed Pop had done a better job of infor trying to enforce the mask mandate. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish the Star Wars community didn't think the rules didn't apply to them. You know, I come out of it feeling relatively, relatively good. I got to meet some people that, you know, for the first time that put out awesome content. Uh, got to meet some Gold Squadron listeners. That was fun. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't, you didn't really talk too much on that, but like, how how did that go? Uh, it's it's very so. Here's the thing, right? Uh, most people don't know me by my name, so I'll introduce myself as Hi, I'm Charles Rogers. Uh, but when I append the the one from Gold Squadron Gaze, then people know who I am. And right. Chris, and it, it and then they'll usually say, "Oh, great, is Bradley here too?" <laughs> <laughs> no no one asked me that oh, no one asked oh. me that. darn see i i get no that all the time when i'm like oh you're that guy from dark side divas where's steph right. uh she <laughs> she's not here oh bye you know oh okay. steph okay, is making <laughs> steph is making responsible healthy choices by not being right. in your fucking covid petri dish literally the oh. only one but it was it was it was nice like some of the listeners of the show i got to talk to and and that was a really fun experience you know and like i said i got to meet you know content creators that we've had on the show in mm. in person you know i've got to meet content creators whose content i really respect and introduce myself to them so uh that was really awesome uh generally you know i wish the whole thing weren't overshadowed by the i got covid thing but I will say that I would not trade those experiences for anything except maybe not having COVID. Mm. Well, yeah. That, 
that would be nice. Uh, it's not been fun. Well, Chris, do you have any, uh, do you have any final thoughts on, on your celebration experience? Anything you want to address that we hadn't previously covered? No, I, I, I really enjoyed myself overall. I'm really glad I got to spend time. Honestly, Charles, I will say one nice thing. I'm glad I got to spend time with you. I'm glad I got to spend time with, uh, other Star Wars people. Ashley was cool too. Um, that oh part yeah, was... great! Shout out, shout out to her. She was for fantastic, sure. putting up with us all day. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, overall, like, I'm glad I did it. Uh, hopefully, they'll make adjustments in the future. Uh, I'm looking forward to Celebration 2024. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, yeah, it's think... in Orlando because then, honestly, I would go to that because one, it's uh, the flight is about nine. You literally cheaper. would have no choice. <laughs> You literally, you I am drive like there. Having, I, I probably would, honestly. People, I'm having talks with people about trying to finagle us London and like figuring out ways to make, you have no choice with Orlando. I know you just fucking go to Orlando for the weekend sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I it, okay, with London, like I'd have to like find some like flight attendant on Grinder to like really like pretend to be in a relationship with for a little bit so that I could get like a buddy pass. You know what I mean? Like that's what uh, I'm doing too. But yeah, for Japan I, tickets, not for UK. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. reveal too much about my personal life, but I may be a few steps ahead of you on that front. Oh, well, there you go. We're um, all whores. That's great. Right. Awesome. <laughs> That's the only way to get things in life. Welcome um, to the Gold Squadron Gaze Darkseid Divas general community. We're all fucking whores. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, but I, I would definitely do a, a Orlando. Like, yeah, I'd probably drive because, you know, it's it's not. It's only like eight or nine hours technically. But um. If, if I was, if, unless I found like a super cheap flight, uh, which you can find. So it just depends, but I also want to spend a lot of money though. If I'm going to my first celebration, I, I like to spend money on things, which is terrible of me, but, um, rich older men who listen to our <laughs> podcast, Bradley is single. I think, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We, we are famously typed lipped about, uh, Bradley's personal life on the show. That's because mine's not a bit. Oh my wow. God, Bradley. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, I now have Brian from Pink Milk who can attest to the fact that my boyfriend is not a bitch. Mm. We'll he see if he ever comes back on the show. We'll see if he can uh-huh. uh, corroborate. Uh-huh. Yeah, watch me. <laughs> I think I think my final thought on Celebration were, was um, it definitely is something I had to learn a lot of lessons very quickly about how to approach it mm. and how to handle it. And I am glad that I was able to, like, by the time my boyfriend got there on day three and Chris got there on day four, I kind of knew what's going to be the most rewarding experience to try to get for them. Um, and, like, where are the bathrooms that you can go to that have no line? Right. Uh, and where is the coffee shop with the, the not terrible line in it? It was over by Hall A the whole time, guys. I waited in line for that one time. <laughs> but... You know, it was very much a steep learning. It was difficult to try to cover everything. I think in the future, I kind of do need Bradley there or somebody there who can go to panels that I'm not in and tell me about them. Mm. But I, I think it was an awesome experience. I'm really glad that I did it. I, am, I may be suffering for it right now. But I am still glad that I did it. Uh, unfortunately, I am on the mend. 
And ideally I will just be left with the, the positive memories. Uh, right. Ideally not the memories of being positive. That has been an unpleasant experience. <laughs> uh, Alrighty. Uh, well, Chris, thank you so much for taking some time out to join us to talk about celebration. Uh, what are your pluggables? Where can the people find you? And in one instance, where can they find me? Oh, right. So, uh, gosh, we have so much shit now since last time I was here. Uh, we have a Star Wars podcast called Dark Side Divas. We're doing the uh, entire Star Wars visual media in chronological order. We're doing the exact same thing for Marvel in our other podcast, Marvelous Divas. We have a YouTube channel, Dark Side Divas, where we do special video versions of our of our show, which combines kind of both. But let's be honest, we talk 70% Star Wars on, on that, too. Uh, and we also have a Patreon where uh, we have exclusive content. Stephanie just did a hilarious reading of some uh, fandom smut that is so wrong and wonderful at the same time. And that comes with a Discord access to our special community, which I have invited Charles in mostly so I can tar and feather him in front of people digitally. It's true. And it's amazing. So so if you subscribe to the Dark Side Divas Patreon, you do get direct access uh, to watch me and Chris fight basically every day. And okay. it is hilarious. Hmm. All righty. Well, Chris, thank you again for joining us to talk about the experience of celebration. Uh, Bradley, go ahead and run the socials so we can start catching up on Obi-Wan Kenobi, a show <laughs> that is definitely does not have a lot for us to talk about. <laughs> Nothing happens on that show at all. Everything's right. everything's sunshine and blue skies. There's no suffering Gosh, whatsoever. Can't right. believe it's three hours of Obi-Wan Kenobi sitting in the desert being fine. <laughs> God. I'm gonna go cry. Thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gaze. Did Charles fuck something up? Email us and let us know at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Gold Squad Gaze, and you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gold Squadron Gaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Gold Squadron Gaze, where we post this podcast as well as exclusive video content. Please join us next week and every week for another episode of Gold Squadron Gaze.